Welcome into the Inside Edge NFL podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Conmey, alongside Colin Anderson. Colin, hello. Hello. And we are back for week 13. Uh, week 12, we had a little Thanksgiving special. We recorded uh, last Wednesday, and we wanted to do a quick recap. We, uh, we were very boring. We, we picked all the same teams. We picked Detroit to cover, which we cover, which was correct. Uh, we thought Dallas would win by nine and a half or more. Uh, we got wrong. That one was wrong because of a late touchdown by the Giants. And then Minnesota to cover the two and a half points. Uh, and we got that as well. So the Vikings and the Bills were good for us. The Giants with the late cover. Anything you want to add to those three picks, Colin? No. Yeah, it was, it was a little unfortunate. We couldn't get the clean sweep. But all in all, it was, it was a pretty solid day. And then moving over to our DFS picks, we had St. Brown last week. He was fantastic. Uh, Dawson Knox was bad. Uh, he was also bad again last night uh, for the the Buffalo Bills with only one target, and it was a drop. And then we had Jacoby Myers, who looked great, uh, Colin, but unfortunately had an injury against the Vikings. Yeah, yeah, that was unfortunate. I think he started the game off with like a 20-yard catch and then... And then didn't do much from there. He did come in at the end, I, th- I believe, at least. But, mm-hmm. yeah, decent. Should have been better. I think he only ended up playing, like, 20 snaps or something like that. Yeah, that's a very low percentage of snaps. And then DeAndre Swift was your other pick, which would have been great uh, as, a, as a low own uh, if he got in with that touchdown. But, unfortunately, his knee was down. And then TJ Hawkinson was your pick for a tight end, who was a good pick. But uh, Dalton Schultz looked to be the best pick for that Thanksgiving slate. Yeah. Yeah, the Swift one, uh, I'm still happy about the process there. I think he ended up yes. with like eight targets and nine nine touches on, I think, a third of the snaps. They still continue to play Justin Jackson, which is frustrating. But uh, when he's in, they, they like to give him the ball. So Yeah, Swift, Swift has eye upside. Maybe his touches aren't as much as you want, but what he does with those touches could be uh, quite impressive. Uh, as for our stacks, I picked a Lions stack, which was fine. Uh, realistically, it seemed like a uh, Goff, St. Brown, Khalif Freeman stack might have been the best uh, way to go. Uh, other than that, the Cowboy stack, which you picked, Colin, was uh, fantastic. Probably the best stack of the night, unless you went with an Allen play and maybe playing him naked. Yeah, yeah. The I did have a, cow, a couple Cowboy stacks in there. I had one pretty good lineup with, with Dak. And then uh, CD and and Schultz, so that one was was my best lineup of the week. Unfortunately, CD got got robbed of the touchdown, but good day. <laughs> it's true. And then lastly, we had our player props. I wanted the Jared Goff over two hundred and forty nine and a half. He ended at two forty. I think there was a chance for the Lions to win the game late, and he missed DJ Chark down the right sideline, uh, which would have put him over the two forty nine. Sometimes that's how it goes. You know, you kind of have to shrug your shoulders at times. And then, Colin, I think you might have cashed your Ramondre Stevenson over three and a half receptions, uh, maybe two plays into the game if that's possible. <laughs> he ended, yeah. I think, with nine catches. Nine is what I believe, yeah. A lot of targets. A lot of targets. So It's nice when, when things uh, go the way you want them to. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's move forward to week 13. Uh, we're going to do the same setup we had in week 11. A couple pick-ems, a couple stay-away games some DFS picks, stacks, and then we'll end with our player props. All of this uh, is brought to you by My Inside Edge in our reasons model. Uh, 
we will be picking our own games, but check out our website. It'll have the five-star picks, the three-star picks, ones we're less confident in, and the reasons why we, we kind of have that star rating. So please check over there on myinsideedge.com to get all of our picks, but we are going to dive into our picks. And Carl, let's start with you, and who is your team that you like this week? Yeah, well, it'll stick with the, the Lions over the Jags in a, in a pick em, I believe is what it's at right now. Uh, they they played the Bills tough last week, and you can tell they're they're getting healthier and healthier. St. Brown played a full game, and, and it's nice to mix in Swift when they can. Uh, just some numbers on them. They're 10-4 against the spread at home since the start of last season. And then the Jags, who are kind of in a slide. I know, I know they won a few recently, but uh, they've lost six of their last eight, and, and they're actually 1-12 straight up on the road with under Lawrence. So give me the yeah. Lions. Yeah, and they uh, they had a big one last week against the Ravens. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of a fluky game, it seems like. Ravens had a lot of chances to win that one. The thing that I think is most impressive about the Lions is their defense recently. They fired one of their uh, defensive coaches. They go from the 32nd worst pass defense, and they, I think they're now up to 19th. Granted, that's not impressive, crazy over a full season, but they did that in the last four weeks, going from the worst defense to middle of the pack. Uh, it has showed against against the Bills. I think Josh Allen and, and the Bills had more trouble than they would have expected moving the ball against them. Uh, any any final words on the Lions game? I, I agree with you. I like the Lions. They're fun. They're scrappy. They, <laughs> they they impressed me last week against the Bills. Yeah, no, not much. I think I think they're two fairly even teams. Um, and the Lions, like I said, are a lot better at home, and the Jags are are not good on the road. So. Great. My pick for the week is Pittsburgh as a one-point favorite at Atlanta. I'll be taking the Steelers in this game, and this is a free pick for you. I actually agree with our five-star rating on the My Inside Edge site. Uh, I just I don't trust the Falcons. I think Marcus Mariota is kind of a, a, a fake quarterback, if you will, and their running game isn't as strong as it once was. Them losing Kyle Pitts to injury for the season just takes an, another possible pass-catching option away from them. And Mike Tomlin is just a really good coach, and I know they're having a disappointing season, but year in, year out, they're beating spreads. They're they're playing teams tough that you wouldn't expect. They did that against the Bengals multiple times this year, and the Falcons aren't the Bengals. So from that point of view, I just think Pittsburgh has a little bit more, and Kenny Pickett showed me a little bit last week, and... That's why I'm taking the Steelers over the Atlanta Falcons this week. Yeah, I like I like the Steelers there too. Uh, <clears throat> I thought about them and I noticed we had a five star on there too. So I like them based on how they looked last week and and like you talked about, the Falcons are pretty pretty underwhelming. Yeah, yeah, they've been up and down. They really had a chance to win the NFC South and they've kind of just sputtered uh, out, out there. But uh, that's how it goes sometimes when you're a, you're a rebuilding team like the Falcons are. All right, moving on to our stay away games or games that we don't really want to touch. I'll start with this one, and it is the Seahawks at the Los Angeles Rams. The Rams are seven-point underdogs. They are injuries galore for the Rams, uh, which kind of makes this game, I think, enticing for the Seahawks. But the Seahawks' defense kind of reverted last week, and, and they weren't that great against the Buccaneers when they were in Germany. Now, I think Geno Smith will be able to move the ball pretty consistently, but I think the Seahawks are going to give it all back no matter who is the the quarterback on the Rams' side. So 
I expect this game to be around a touchdown. I expect the Seahawks to win, but I don't feel comfortable because of the Seahawks defense picking them against the spread here. Yeah, I don't I don't have a whole lot to add to that game. I will not be watching, but uh, I'll be rooting for a seven point loss for you. There you go. There you go. And then what's what's your big game to stay away from this week? Um, I went with uh, Dolphins 49ers in San Francisco. The 49ers are four-point favorites right now. And, uh, again, I think it's two good teams. People are kind of thinking a sneaky Super Bowl matchup. Um, so I think it'll be a tight game and hopefully finish around a, a field goal. I like the I do like the Dolphins. So Really? Okay, um, very interesting. Probably not yeah. to win, but just in general, I, I, I think they're a, a fun team and, and – uh, I think they can hang with the 49ers, but... Yeah, it will be interesting. I mean, two very similar offenses, right? Not saying that the QBs are, aren't great, but I think they run the offense very well. They're not necessarily going to be playmakers outside of the structure, but they within that structure, they really do everything right, so you really can't complain if you're yeah, a fan of either couple, team. A couple of revenge games for McDaniels and then, and then the running backs, so... That's true, that's true. Yeah, it, it'll be you, interesting. I don't know if you saw, but it was was it Mostert on uh, on Twitter was saying stuff or in an interview, and then there was there was some beef on Twitter. So there's oh some, really there's some uh, some heat going into that game. All right, so who's the more juice then? Is is it the Dolphins or is it the 49ers being a little bit disrespected here by former 49ers running backs? <laughs> we'll see. All right, all right. I'll, I'll I'll have to watch that one. That one does look like a very interesting game. Like you said, a sneaky Super Bowl possibility there really good defense for the 49ers Dolphins have really been putting points up against everyone but especially worse defenses so we'll see against a better defense if they can kind of come through all right moving on to our DFS picks uh, I think we've seen this person every single week Colin why don't you take it away yeah yeah if you've listened in the previous you'll you'll definitely recognize Amon Ross St. Brown in, in the cash games uh, he's 7100 again uh, which is, he's just underpriced con- continually over week and week. Um, last week he was 66, so he did get a 500 bonus bump, but uh, but 7100 is not not enough for him. I think he's like the 10th priced receiver, um, and he's just he's just got a major floor, basically eight targets minimum, and I think his target shares are around 30 percent. Uh, last week he went nine for twenty one twenty two in a touchdown, um, so not much to say. It's the second highest on the total, second highest total on the slate um, behind the Bengals Chiefs game. So there will be be yards and points to be had. So uh, I like going St. Brown if you do play him. I mean in cash for sure he's he's viable in in a GPP. I would think about stacking that game with with Goff or or the Jag side and then run it back with St. Brown. Yeah, his best game averages, which is something we have on our site, it's his top, I think, uh, a certain specific amount of his top games for the year. He's averaged 27.5 points in his best games. And it seems like he's getting a right around there each week uh, for the most part. So I, he's got that floor, like you said. Goff has him as a safety blanket. Uh, he's the go-to. And, and Goff gets him the ball, and, you know, whether the offense allows it to happen or Amon Ross St. Brown's just that good of a route runner. He's always there. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm moving over to, and you're going to see a theme here, I think, at the end of this episode, but uh, I like Garrett Wilson or Elijah Moore for the New York Jets, and I 
the the Jets Bears game was on last week in my my area. Just from my point of view, not a game I really wanted to tune into, but I'm happy I did because I saw Mike White just actually throw people the ball when they're open. I think the offense functions really well. And I think Elijah Moore is going to kind of have a re- revitalize his career a bit after asking for a trade or that disagreement. Uh, and either you pick him because he's super cheap at 3700 or you go a little bit more expensive, but still pretty cheap when it comes to wide receivers like Garrett Wilson at 5300 Wilson uh, was great last week, had over 90 yards and two touchdowns. Moore had, I think, a touchdown and just a couple catches, but... I think they're going to get their yards against the Vikings. That's not to say that they're going to get some touchdowns, but uh, I think there is a lot there, uh, a lot of juice for those two Jets wide receivers. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll save some thoughts on them for for later. But uh, I definitely like Garrett Wilson. Elijah Moore is a little scary just because you know the whole semantics. But uh, right. But yeah. Um, yeah, I'll he's go, just so I'll cheap. To, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, he's just so cheap. It's tough when you see those guys that performed the previous week they don't necessarily get a bump up in price but uh, yeah one thing to always look out for is how often are they on the field you know I might like this play but he, you know he only played you know x percentage of, of snaps and keep that in mind snap snap share is really important uh, with those lower lower priced guys yeah I'll uh, I'll move back to the the Steelers we got I'm gonna go with Jalen Warren I think he's viable in in both cash and gpps he's right at 4900 which is pretty much dirt cheap for running back and and as we know Najee harris is out and actually benny snell was just added to the the injury report as well and jalen warren is back to a full participant so i'm anticipating him to get plenty of touches even before his injury and before Najee was hurt he was still sort of taking over that pretty prominent role in that offense and uh, in his last five games before that injury, he had 15 catches. So he was averaging about three catches a game on a 30 to 40% snap share. So if, if that doubles, and we'll hopefully see that reception count go up and and maybe even some, some goal line touches. So I like him a lot in, in both formats. Yes, yeah. Opportunity knocks for him, basically, uh, like you said. Who else is going to run the ball <laughs> for, right. for the Steelers? So. And then... My last one is sort of an honorable mention, going back to the Lions, another receiver, DJ Chark, who uh, also just came back from an injury. Uh, played 70% of snaps last week. He's also dirt cheap, 3800 on DraftKings. So uh, he'll be low-owned and is sort of like a contrarian play to get a piece of that uh, Lions-Jags game, but but not full-on stack it. Um, so I like Chark, another, another revenge game against his former team in the Jags. And yeah, in his, in his first three weeks, he looked pretty good. He definitely had that wide receiver two uh, role on lockdown. He averaged about six targets a game. So hopefully we can get him to that six, seven targets and, and maybe sneak a touchdown. Yeah, he was, he was very impressive. I think it spills despite the lack of production. I thought he was open a lot. Goff missed him a couple times. So from that point of view, uh, he should be good. There should be a lot of points in that game. I think that Lions-Jaguars game will be high scoring depending how the Lions defense holds up. I know we talked about it earlier, the Lions defense uh, being a bit more impressive as of late. All right, let's move over to our stacks for DFS. Uh, I have two stacks. Uh, One I want to focus on first is the Bengals. Uh, I think that's just going to be a a high-scoring affair against the Chiefs, and this is with or without Jamar Chase. Uh, 
to be honest, I think I'm I might like it a bit more without Jamar Chase just because you can easily stack T Higgins. Uh, I've been burned in the past when I pick a Bengal stack. You know, I pick T Higgins because he's a little bit cheaper, and Jamar Chase is the one that goes off. You know, or vice versa. So, uh, from that point of view, I like Burrow. You can probably put P Ryan in there as well as a pass catching back uh, to to have along with him. Um, any thoughts, Colin, on the Bengals as a stack? Yeah, um, definitely a good game environment with uh, with playing the Chiefs at home, probably playing from behind. Um, obviously, some injuries to to look at with Mixon and Chase. I think they're both limited in practice yesterday, mm-hmm. but they're kind of both trending to playing. So we'll see. Chase is obviously pretty dynamic when he when he does play. I think last two games he kind of broke the slate before he got hurt. So. Right, and, 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 something... and you get a little sorry, you get a little price decrease on him too, since he's been out with injuries. So that's another interesting way. He's only seventy nine hundred versus his typical eight K range. Yeah, and that's something to note. Proceed with caution with this. Make sure you pay attention to the injury reports, what they're doing before the game, how everything's coming out, uh, because I think there is a lot of up- upside here because of that. Um, and Colin, what is your stack of of the uh, that you like this week? I'm going with the New York Jets. Um, we've talked about them a little bit. Everyone knows how Mike White played last week, and could it be a fluke? Maybe, but uh, but I, I like the game environment. Like we sort of talked about, it is a road game, but it's in a dome, which is always nice from your quarterback. Um, and the Vikings, I think, pretty much no matter how the game goes, he's sort of uh, script proof because if if they get ahead. I think it'll be because of Mike White passing, and if they fall behind, they're going to have to pass it. The Vikings are kind of notorious to go in that in that uh, shell defense and give up plenty of yards. Um, I like Garrett Wilson the most. I think if you if you do play a Mike White stack, you have to go to Garrett Wilson, and then if you want to double stack him, you can go in a few different directions. Uh, looks like Michael Carter isn't playing, so Zonovan Knight, I believe that's how you pronounce it, is is viable. Um, and then Daniel talked about Elijah Moore earlier. A little scary, but his ownership should be pretty low still. And then um, Corey Davis, who is about the opposite of Elijah Moore. He played a lot last week but didn't do anything. Um, mm-hmm. Also cheap. And then if you want a, a punt tight end, Tyler Conklin has shown the ability to uh, sort of go off with that two-touchdown game a few weeks ago and another, another revenge game, former Vikings. So. <laughs> A lot of revenge so, uh, games this week. And then and then on the other side, I would run it back with a Viking, and, and you have a, a surplus of options with Cook, Jefferson, Thielen, Hawkinson. So you couldn't go wrong with any of those. Yeah, I was going to ask about the, the Jets' tight end uh, game. It does seem, surprisingly, Mike White does have a lot of mouths to feed. Uh, are you worried about kind of picking the wrong stack in, in a way? Or just make, being, like you said, Mike White, Garrett Wilson, and then do what you want from there? Yeah, yeah. It depends if you're and like how many lineups you're making. If you're making one Mike White stack, I would, I would, even a skinny stack is fine. If you just want to go White and Wilson, but uh, but my favorite of the bunch would probably be White, Knight, and Wilson. I think last year is a decent sample of of Mike White checking down a lot. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, I like that option. And he's forty six hundred, so can't go wrong with that. Really cheap yeah. stack. Right, yeah, definitely opens up uh, opportunities for the rest of your lineup. And then, yeah, you, that, I'm talking myself into that. But it, watch, watch <laughs> out for the ownership because everyone 
does love a good cheap stack and and right. against the Vikings in a good game environment. So, but right. my my preferred would be would be White, Knight, Wilson, and then run it back with Jefferson. Nice. Okay. Then my final stack, like I said before, is the Jaguars. This is more game script wise. I, I do agree with Colin with this Lions pick. I think the Jaguars will play from behind. One thing that makes me a little nervous about this one would be who are Trevor Lawrence's actual weapons. Uh, Zay Jones had a great week last week, uh, as we'll get to a little bit later. Uh, does he have enough? Uh, looks like ETN has been limited at practice. He We did just get confirmed that he's good to go for the weekend. He might be an interesting pass-catching back option out of the backfield. So Lawrence, I think, is, you know showed a lot last week against the Ravens. And I think they're going to be playing from behind, and they're going to have to throw a lot. So from that point of view, maybe a Jones-Lawrence-ETN stack would be interesting uh, with maybe some dump-offs or some pass-catching uh, options there. Any thoughts on the Jaguars as a stack? Yeah, uh, that was my initial favorite as I looked at the slate of games just because Lawrence looked pretty good last week, and, and he's always pretty cheap. Um, it's like two straight games over 20 points, and in 35 attempts with a few touchdowns in each. So he's definitely getting the opportunity and, and this game script seems pretty good for him. Uh, ETN does look like he's going to play based on this information. So that, that uh, probably helps him just in the fact that they can't key in on the pass. But um, yeah, I think Kirk and Jones would be the main two, but you can definitely play ETN in that stack as well. Great. And now we're going to move over to the player props, our final thing we're going to talk about on this podcast. And uh, I, I feel, Colin, like we think very similarly at times. Uh, and, you know, we talked about the Jets stack. We're going to talk about it again. I have the Mike White over for pass completions at 21 and a half. And the reason I, I like this mainly is because the Vikings, like you said, they kind of have a soft defense at times. They will give you the short yardage and he will take it. I think watching Mike White last week, he will take it. He will take the short yardage. He will take those four or five yard routes. He'll take the dump offs to the running backs. And that'll lead to a lot of pass completions, easy pass completions. He's 22 for 20 last week in a monsoon. So despite the weather, he already got to that number. Uh, do you have any reasons why you don't like the over for Mike White's pass completions? No, no, I think I, I like that number a lot. I would sort of anticipate him with at least 30 attempts, maybe closer to 35, just because of the game with the Vikings and how those games have sort of played out. But, uh, but yeah, I like that number a lot. Great. And why don't you wrap us up? All right, we're going another. We've sort of stuck between a few games here, but I'm going to Zay Jones over four and a half catches. Um yeah, he kind of exploded last week for a 14-target, 11-reception game, which uh, makes me feel pretty good about this. The previous week, so two weeks sample, he's had 24 targets and 19 catches. Uh, so I think one would think his receptions would be a little bit higher, especially in this game we've talked about with the Lions um, in a dome, in high total of 51. Um, so I don't, I'm not sure why it's so low. He's hit hit it three straight games, and he's seeing average of eight targets a game. So all he has to do is catch five of those. And yeah, I'm gonna stick with the Jags theme and go go with Jones over receptions. 
Yeah, I guess I guess everyone knows the the games we like for the slate for for all of these types of games. Anyway, those player props you can see on myinsideedge.com. Uh, you go over to the NFL tab and click on player props. There are player props for every game. Uh, it'll show you reasons why we like the over, reasons why we like the under, and give it a specific star rating based on those reasons. All right, I think that'll do it for us here for week 13. Any closing thoughts, Colin? Anything you want to leave the listeners with? Nope. Hopefully we can uh, we can get Kenny back next week and... and start chirping him for his his picks but uh it's right, still dodging us yep. still dodging us with with his picks we'll see but he'll be back hopefully soon as he's got a couple other things going on with, with the company but anyway this was the week 13 inside edge nfl podcast thanks for listening